Welcome to Ignite Purpose. This is Christina Foxwell, and this is our season of human stories. I am so excited to have you tune in today, and I've got a, and a wonderful guest today all the way from Africa. And for those of you who know me, I'm an African. I'm an African woman of, I don't know, I want to say power and joy and smarts, but I'm actually joined by an amazing woman today. Her name is Titi Mutendi. And Sitsi actually runs the woman in family business. Um, is it an organization, Sitsi? Yes. In Africa. African family firms. African. African family oh firms. my God, don't I love that? African family firms. And so, and other things too. And the reason why I've invited Sitsi today is to inspire you out there that you can be whoever you want to be, that no dream is too small. So, Sitsi, welcome. Thank you so much, Christina, for having me. It's my pleasure. Now, I'm hoping our guests put their trainers on, tackies, as uh -huh. we call them in South Africa, go uh -huh. for a walk or just get a nice cup of tea or coffee, sit down and spend some time with us to be inspired. Don't you think that's a good idea? I think that's an amazing idea. All right, so we're ready to welcome you in. Now, Titi, before we get going, mm -hmm. tell me, what is your favorite song? Wow, I have so many favorite songs, but I think there's one by Beyonce, mm -hmm. um, which is I Was Here. I absolutely love that song. Now, I'm going to try and add it in through Spotify. So if I get this right, it will now play. All right, so welcome back. Hopefully you did hear that song. Titi, the things I wanted to cover with you today is to inspire hope for others is we're going to speak about four areas of who you are. And I know there's mm -hmm. much more, but there's Titi, the mother, mm -hmm. the daughter, mm -hmm. the businesswoman, mm -hmm. and then the person. Yes, the human. The human. The human. Okay. Now, I would love you to tell your story from those four lenses because when we, in our pre-catch-up and I was like, oh, this is gold, we need to record, I asked you if you could leave something with the listeners out there today, what would it be? So why don't we start there and then lead into your story, shall we? Yes, if I could leave something today. So I was looking at, I was thinking of Lupita Nyong'o when she won an Oscar mm. and I remember she said on her speech she said little girl your dreams are valid and I remember that it never left me and I kept on thinking on it over and over again it reminded me of when I was a little girl and I was living in a small town and I had, I live, obviously everyone lives in a society, a community, and there's certain expectations depending on your cultural background. But for women, there's always these certain expectations that are given of you, go to school, get married, have kids. And yeah, that's pretty much it. And so I was always a big dreamer from the time I was young. And I think that's something that resonates because everybody I've ever talked to has always said, you're always dreaming big. And that little girl was in a small town and I'm still that little girl, essentially. And my dreams are valid. I have been able to do so much more than that little girl ever dreamed I could do. Mm. And I think just knowing that and being able to affirm that. And in my little, in my notepad, in my electronic notes in my phone, I have this at the top of my to-do list. Little girl, 
your dreams are valid. Oh, that is beautiful. Little mm. girl. You know, they say that in all of us is still a child. Yes. We have that inner child. Yes, we do. And we definitely do. When I look at you, I believe if anyone had to say to you no, you'd go, that, that doesn't form part of my vocabulary. Yep. <laughs> my favorite saying that a lot of people have, have, have since stolen is no is the beginning of a negotiation. I love that. So ladies out there, no is the beginning of a negotiation. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Now, now talk to me. You, this woman sitting in front of me didn't just arrive. You've got a story behind you. Mm-hmm. And there's stories that define us. So walk me through Titi the daughter. Titi the daughter. Um, I am my mother's little girl. I am my mother's child in everything. And um, I think I also see that in my own, one of my own daughters, my, I, she is her mother's child. When I say I'm my mother's child, um, my mom grew up a very strong woman. She grew up in a rural background and her mm. dad was lucky to be an entrepreneur. So she had this opportunity to go to school. And when she was at school, she saw, I remember she tell, telling me the story where she walked into a clinic at some point yes. when one of her sisters was sick and she saw this nurse and yes. she was like, that is what I want to be. So this little real shy, quiet rural girl sees this nurse and says, that is what I want to be. So when she went to school and did everything um, up to ZJC then, which is like form two um, Mm -hmm. high school, she started applying, writing out letters and giving her dad this wad of letters to go and post. And he didn't really know what was going on because he didn't, he wasn't really as educated as she was. Mm. And she kept on, she was applying for nursing schools and she managed to get a place um, in, in a local nursing school. And while she was doing that, she made sure she wrote her, her O-levels. And at, the, at that point in time, they were still very unattainable. She, she wow. did correspondence and she was, she was putting the money aside to write her O-levels and then her A-levels. So she essentially saw something when she was young and she said, that is what I want to be. And until the day she graduated and she became that, she kept on working towards that. And I think every time in her life when she's seen something and she's wanted to attain it, she hasn't listened to anybody. And I've seen my mom, like literally, she does not listen to anybody telling her it cannot be done. She will focus on it and she'll be like, this is what I'm going to get done. She will pray over it. She will she will work over it. She will do everything. She will do whatever it takes. And I think that goes back to a saying I once saw, which says, are you interested Mm. Or are you committed? Because when you're oh. interested, you're just going like, oh, that looks nice. I would like to do that. That looks good. But when you're committed, you've got that whatever it takes values. And with my mom, I've seen her doing whatever it takes. And for me as a daughter, that's one of the traits that I take from her. I don't take no for an answer. I don't believe that it's impossible. The word impossible to me is I am possible (laughs) I love you I'm out there and I'm like if I if it's if it is something I can see in my mind then it's definitely something that I can do I just have to figure out how I can do it because I saw my mommy do it I've seen her do it and as a child it inspired me those are the role models that that are you can see doing things and it, it it's more impactful to you because you know that 
there's steps to everything. You can learn anything on planet Earth. If you want to be an astronaut, trust me, you can be one. You just have to know what are the steps to get to where you want to get to and walk that path. Are you interested or are you committed? I love that. Mm. So there's two things here. Mm. Firstly, if I'm committed, I need to understand the steps to get there. And then I need to do it. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. So here's the lens. Whatever it takes must have negative and positive to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I used to say this, Titi, that when we found our calling, there's a Mm -hmm. price to pay. Mm -hmm. So so as an executive woman, my price to pay was not being at home with my children as much as I would like to have been. But Mm -hmm. it was part of what I needed to do. So Mm -hmm. I was taking care of them in my way. Mm-hmm. You know, but what do you think to that statement? There's a price to pay. I think it's true. It's very true. You can have it all, but not all at the same time. Ooh, that is great. So that means you, there, there are sacrifices that must be made along, along the way. Mm-hmm. And you have to know that, it, like, that then defines, are you interested or are you committed? Because when you're mm-hmm. committed to something, you know that there's some things you'll have to overlook. I'll give you an example of a journey I had a few uh, in the last two years. So I kept on, after I had my babies, I kept on mm-hmm. saying, you know what, I need to eat because I'm breastfeeding. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> and you know, I got bigger and bigger and bigger. And I like, and I couldn't fit on all my cute clothes anymore. And I like, mm-hmm. I'll lose the weight eventually. Yes. And like, it took me three years of saying I'll lose the weight eventually. And then I, I woke up one New Year's Day, 2019 New Year's Day. Yes. And I was like, girlfriend, are you interested or are you committed? Oh, that and is a looked, great calling. Yes. And then I looked on, on my scale and I was like 85 kilos. Yes. And I used to be like 55 when I was younger. And average for me would be in my 60s. And I was yes. like, am I interested or am I committed? And, and that day I woke up and I was like, today I'm committed. It took me on a one-year journey where I started doing keto. Yeah. And I cut out all carbs, all sugars, every single thing. Just My husband looked at me like I'd gone lost my mind. He's like, you're not, you, you're not eating all that? I'm like, yep. And for six months, I was so committed to my intermittent fasting, my keto, living a healthier lifestyle, making better choices, meditating, and I was committed. I didn't care whether I went to an event or I didn't care. I was like, this is the choice I have made. I am committing to it because I have a goal. And at the end of six months, from 85 kilos, I was at 65. Wow. Because I was committed. And... I maintained the lifestyle because I knew what I wanted to achieve. I knew that I had diabetes in my family. I had heart Mm. problems in my family. I knew there were health implications for me to to be unhealthy. And Mm. so I was like, I am going to make a conscious choice and I'm going to be committed to it. And that's exactly what I did. And I realized that with a lot of people who ask me, oh, how did you do it? And I'm like, oh, I I, I did keto. I did this. Oh, how could you do all that? And I'm like... (laughs) Well, because I was committed. 
And when you're committed, you give up those things that you love. And I love chocolates, guys. I love chocolates. I'm a chocoholic myself. That sugar, man. Mm. So when someone is offering you the chocolate and you're looking at it and you're like, give me strength. And you walk away from it. You know that you're committed. And that goes across the board in your life, in every area. I took a small example, but it goes across the board in every area. There's sometimes where you'll be asked. I, I remember when an opportunity came up for me and my, I had my first child and she was one year, two months. And I had an opportunity to go to New York to be mentored by a lady who was on the Fortune 500 list of most powerful pe- women. Yes. And she was, one of the, she was um, the VP of the lifestyle at Times Group. So this is all the major magazines I grew up loving. And I had an opportunity to be mentored with, by her personally for a month and a half. Oh my I looked God. at my husband. I was like, honey, child, uh-huh. you will have to babysit because yeah I am I'm gonna take her off the breast and I'm gonna be on a plane and well you you have to play papa for a month and a half because I had to sacrifice that I had to give up my breastfeeding really quickly I had to give up that one and a half months of a one year old one year two month old child and I had to leave her because in that moment I need to I needed to be on another continent pursuing my dream and I was sending a very clear message to my husband and my child that I'm committed whatever it takes that's that's amazing and you know I love that you've said that because when my son was four months old I went to the U.S. for an extended period of time Mm -hmm. um, to do some work and it was part of the commitment Mm -hmm. um and I think I love this because it is what you do when you're committed. Now, mm-hmm. I want to sh- just shift the lens. Did you get judged by others when you made this commitment? I'm sure I did. But because... Did you care? I, well, one, um, no. <laughs> Two, I have a fortified army of people who enable me and who fight for me. So initially my mom was like, you're leaving your child. And I'm like, I have to leave her because this is an opportunity, once in a lifetime opportunity. And um, I think a lot of people probably said it behind closed doors, but everybody like my mom, my mom-in-law, my husband, everybody who is around me pitched in. Wow. They stood and held the space when I wasn't there. And I would be on Skype talking to my daughter every day, although she couldn't really talk, but she understood that I am there somewhere. I might not be physically present where she can see me, but I was there somewhere. And I think that that was important for me that I could do what I needed to do. And it happened again with my son. When my son was um, one year, um, I had to leave and it was me and my husband, we had to leave together. And we had to go to Germany because there was a fair, a trade fair I needed to attend. And then I had to go to New York to attend another one. And we were away for two months and we left my kids with my mom. And they had to, and literally these people had to hold the space because I had to be out there. I had to do this for my career, for myself. I had to do this. And I remember coming back and my son was so shocked to see me. He's like, you were gone and now you're back. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love that? 
And I was like, yeah, baby, I'm back. But I think he was mad at me. But then as a young man, mm. he was young. And, and, I, and then I know for, with all my children, the one example I want to give them and to show them is that me not being there does not mean I do not love them. It does not mean I'm not committed to them. It does not mean they're not important to me. Mm-hmm. But they have to learn a lesson that I learned very late in life. When I was older, after I had children, is when I began to realize that my mom was not Titsi's mom, but mm-hmm. she had her name and an identity that was outside the identity I identified her with. And oh, I, want I like that. Yes. And I want my children to also know that I am Titsi. And I always make it a point when anyone introduces me that I am Titsi Mtendi. People are like, oh, but you're a missus. I was like, no. When you want to identify me by that title, mm-hmm. we'll be in a, in a different conversation. My name is Titsi. Remember that name because that is what I identify with. And I want my children to identify with that and know that I love them. I am there for them. I I will do anything for them, but I am also an individual with dreams, hopes, wishes, and goals that is outside me being a mother to them. A woman after my own heart. Thank you. Honestly, I think, though, society will beat us with that guilt stick Mm. of their interpretation of what we should be. And yet, Mm -hmm. when we are difference makers and creators, my son often said to me, Mom, you are not like any other mother, and I know you love me, and that's okay. Mm -hmm. And that is okay. There's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with it. And by the way, if I am like every other mother, that's okay too. But I think Mm -hmm. to your your point, I identify as this. Now, you use a beautiful word called holding that space. Mm -hmm. What does that word mean to you, that phrase? It means to me that sometimes as people, we are overwhelmed. Sometimes as people, we have callings that call us to different spaces and different places. And when that happens, there is that tribe, that army, that group of people Mm. that step in and they do the things that you could have been doing to allow you to do what you should be doing. Mm. And because in their points in time where you have to make a choice and that choice is not a reflection of you as a good person or a bad person. It's just a reflection of your choices that are aligned with your goals and your dreams and your purpose. Mm. And so when somebody is holding the space for you, they're enabling you and allowing you to live your true purpose, to live the calling that you have and allowing you to grow and to bloom. And they're just in that space temporarily to hold that space because you're not, you haven't left that space, you haven't neglected it and you haven't let it go. But in that moment, you cannot be in that space because you've been called elsewhere. Nice. Mm-hmm. So talk to me about you're a business owner mm-hmm. and are you, are you in a family business? Yes. So um, I come from a long line of family businesses and it's quite interesting. My grandparents on both sides 
were family business owners, but yes. their family businesses didn't really transcend. Mm-hmm. And then my parents set up a family business and that was, um, that fell apart when, when their marriage kind of fell apart. And so I'm a family business owner in my own right, where I started a family business. Um, I started a publishing firm with my husband um, 11 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then four years ago, we started a Montessori school. And I nice. think all the businesses I have are a reflection of the journeys that I've had to take and the impact that life has had on me mm-hmm. that I have in turn wanted to give back, in turn right. wanted to really invest in myself and other people and just not let my experiences stand alone as mm-hmm. just um, something, a glimpse of time. When you say all experiences are a glimpse of time, a moment that happened. Mm. And the most impactful ones make you go into the world and create a bigger impact. Nice. Sometimes the ones that have got the most impact aren't the easiest ones. No, they never are, are they? They never are. No. And they can, you know, I think there's that crossroad of choice that hits us. And we always mm. first go a bit down that, oh, that was so painful, I'll just hide. And then if our spirit is one that is not a hiding one, but one that is defined by our purpose, we rise. Mm. I've noticed that, um, and I only noticed in the last two years that my way of dealing with stress is going out there and working harder to be more impactful. Yeah, that's my way of dealing with stress. And, um, the, the urge for me is to want to go and cower in the corner and say, ah, why is this happening to me? Do I have to go through this? But my reflex action, the, the, the my mom in me comes out swinging. Is it? Okay. <laughs> comes out swinging. So... For example, this year, in fact, let me, let me take it back. My publishing business, how it started. Yes. Um, so I was newly wed, trying to figure out my path, just got in my degree and everybody, my mom, my in-laws, everyone are like, why don't you, why don't you get a job? You, you are so clever. You do so yes. well in a career. And I was fighting back saying, I don't want a job. And my husband was like, well, you do what you need to do. And I was like, I'm still trying to figure out what I need to do. And I, and I found myself pregnant a yes. few months in. So I was like, yay, I'm pregnant. Yay. So can we be a mommy? Me, it's going to give me another nine months to figure it out because I'll be like, I'm pregnant, guys. What do you want me to go? Where am I going to go? Yes. And um, I was so excited about that. And my focus became that and everything else around me. And I think that that was when my life changed so much for me and I realized the impact of events because two weeks from my EDD is when I went into what I thought was labor mm. and I went to the hospital and I had to face the news that my daughter had died three days prior to this. Mm. And I think I relive the numbness, the shock, the absolute horror of just hearing that 
mm. and not knowing you you feel confused you feel you 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 just I think there's a numbness that hits you that you can never explain where you are just there but you're not really there and I remember that being so awful I, I felt helpless I felt I just felt helpless. I've never felt that helpless in my whole life. And I felt hope, helpless, hopeless. Comp- everything was just wiped clean. And I was induced and I had to go into labor and I had a stillbirth. And I remember the fight in me told me that I had to make it through this. I had to make it through this. And I remember seeing that little girl because my mom insisted that I see her. She was like, it's going to be so important to you. You have to see her. I remember seeing this little girl. It was because I was under pain meds. I I saw her. I remember the the whole thing. But I felt so disempowered. I felt so helpless. And I think as women, there's so many times in our lives where we are disempowered, we're helpless, decisions are made for us. We don't know whether we're coming or we're going and we're hurting and nobody around us seems to understand the pain that we're feeling. Yeah. And one of, I think that moment for me was so painful that I started working on my laptop to design a, a, a publication that I wanted an outlet. I wanted something that could define what I went through, but also celebrate the fact that I am strong as a woman and there's so many roles that I play and I can rise above whatever is thrown at me. Mm. And that's how that magazine was born, how my publishing company was born. It was about telling authentic stories, the authentic stories of women around me, the stories of the situations that they have to go through and the silent screaming pain you feel when you're feeling helpless. Hmm. And I think it was therapeutic. It took me a while to accept the fact that it wasn't my fault that my baby died. She had Hmm. wrapped herself in her umbilical cord. But ironically enough, she was a little girl. Yes. And I think she symbolized the women who die in silence, choked by life itself, Hmm. unable to to, to ask for help, unable to show that they need help. And I had to birth that. And I had to go into a space where I had to be strong enough to walk through that and say, you know what, through this pain, I can give birth to life. Yeah. I can create something that can impact other people and show them that there is life and you can get past the hard moments and you can rise above it. You won't feel the same. You'll always have scars of your experiences, but those scars are going to be a reminder of how strong you can be, how strong you are, and that whatever comes at you, you can overcome it. I am so grateful you shared that story. And I am a metaphor junkie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean that with much respect. But that whole way you presented that was 
absolutely beautiful. You know, I'm a survivor of domestic violence. Actually, I call it a thriver. Or a, I'm now a I'm now an alchemist. Wait, I've got to tell you that, Titi. Um, I'm working on a book called The Glass Angel about how we get broken, but we're not broken. We're just transformed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that that you've just mentioned about being choked by as women, I think, you know, and, and suffocated by the things around us. There's so many stereotypes around what we should be, which is why I was so excited to speak with you because there should be no rule on what we should be. What we should be is based on our destiny and our choices and we should be allowed to have them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or we should know that we can make them. And we should also know that it's okay to change your mind Nice one. It's okay to change your dream. It's mm. okay to choose another path. Because I'm one of those people who, from publishing, I went to education. Everyone's like, how come you always, like, you have a different business and mm. you can't stick to one thing? And I'm like, why do I need to stick to one thing? I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a sister. I'm an aunt. I'm a million and one things every single day of my life. Why should my whole life be committed or stuck to one thing? Is it because that you prefer me in that one box or Mm. what? Why? And with women, we're always scared of being judged because you think, oh, I want to do this. But what, how, how are people going to take it? How are people going to feel about it? When the truth is, and this is a very terrifying truth. Tell us the truth. If you were to pass on today, Mm the people who feel the impact of your loss are your loved ones, your children, your spouse, your mother, the people who surrounded you on a daily basis. Mm. Everybody else will go onto your Facebook wall and say RIP and carry on with their day. Exactly. So what's really important is not what other people think because that's why we have news News is consistently looking for something to write about today. And if you do something interesting, good or bad, they're going to write about you. And within, they've got a 24 hour news period where after 24 hours, they've moved on to the next person doing something. So be aware of that. Be aware that whatever you choose to do, it's you. Just be aware that the only people is going to impact are the people that are around you, the people who will be impacted by the loss of you or the people will be impacted by you not living your purpose. Because when you don't live your purpose, you hurt, you, you are confused, you're depressed, you go through so many things because you've, you're, you're feeling that there's something wrong here. And the people who have to live with you, who love you, who, who want to see you thrive, they get the brunt end of everything that you are going through. Exactly. So it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to follow your purpose. It's okay because when what Marianne, Marianne Williamson said and that it is your light, your light that allows other people to then recognize they're also lights. Yes. And so until you allow yourself and It's not about other people allowing you. You have to allow yourself and say it's okay. So I have to get up in the morning and say, Titi, it's okay. This choice you have made is okay. This decision you're doing, it's okay. You have to allow yourself because it's not other people. It's you. I often use permission slips as a thought, Titi. 
mm-hmm. and especially when I'm coaching senior leaders and people, we have to give ourselves permission to. It's weird, right? Mm-hmm. It's that, mm-hmm. you know, Christina, it's okay to not have the best day today. Don't feel guilty about it. You're a human being. Uh, mm. If you keep having not good days, then we've got to have a look at what's triggering that. But if this is how you've arrived today, this is today. It's okay to make a decision. Like I have uh, diversified our business and uh, I've got these books I've written, Titi. Oh, yes. yes. The story yes. of Astra, the unicorn. And Oscar. Yes. And Oscar. I need to give this to you so we can talk about publishing in, in Zimbabwe. But anyway, that's another discussion, right? But here's mm-hmm. a thought. Is this going to be where my business goes? No, this is my purpose. It's to create a story to remind people that stories matter, that we matter. My husband went, we've just printed a whole lot of these books. What are we going to do with them? I said, darling, don't worry about that. It's part of our work. Mm-hmm. It all comes mm-hmm. together. And I think you're right. I have, I've got to share one story and then we're going to go back to Titi and we're going to talk about Titi, the business owner. Mm-hmm. But he has a thought. Uh, my son was having being bullied at school and his teacher came to me and said, it is your fault your son is struggling at school. And I said, why? She said, because you work. I know, oh. right? Oh, wow. I got such, I got such a righteous anger <laughs> at that stage because I was like, you said what to me? Um, not only do I wrestle with the, I was a single mom having to work and single moms have to work really, really hard. But then you're telling me that because he's having challenges right now and because I have to take care, and this is the choices I'm making, it's my fault, yet we're in a community, we all contribute to this picture. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, now he's this amazing man. He wants to go into politics, Titi. Maybe he'll be the Prime Minister of Australia. Wouldn't that be awesome in the That'd future? That would be amazing. That would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Because you know what I said to him, Titi? I said, Josh, when you stand in the life you have to live and you just arrive in your life, everything else takes care of itself. When you don't Mm -hmm. arrive in your life and you don't bring what you have, you'll never know what you could be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But you need to be seen, which is your whole point. You will be seen. But the Mm -hmm. people that care about you most will be the most forgiving, the most loving, the most kind will be your safe space. People who you scare will judge you. They will Mm -hmm. talk about you. I interviewed a lovely woman who has MS and she's on Human Stories and she says people will talk about you. It's what they do. Don't get upset Mm -hmm. about it. It is what it is. If they're talking about you and and you hear it and you want to share with them that that's not okay, do it. But sometimes they're just debriefing about how they feel. Don't worry about it. Just go for it. Mm Mm-hmm. 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 I love that thought because I think sometimes our fear of what others might think keeps us small. But it's not what others think, it's what we think. Yes. And what we think is what feeds our soul on a daily basis. Isn't that great? And True. what we assume other people think is more of um, it's a hindrance because we're not in other people's minds. And we are judging ourselves. It's not the other people who are judging us. It's we are judging ourselves. And we are putting things there that are not true. And we do that all the time. We wake up in the morning and we're like, um, if I do this, if I wear this, what is it going to mean? If I, if mm-hmm. I put on red lipstick, is it going to offend anybody? 
What really offends at the end of the day is when you're given the opportunity to be yourself and you hide yourself from the world. It's like a flower that is meant to bloom, but yet you want to bloom in the dark where you get no sunshine, where you get no, when you get no light, where you get no nutrition. Mm. Yeah. I'm with you. I think, so I'm hearing as I'm interviewing Titi today, a call to rise, a call to mm -hmm. believe in yourself. Titi, talk me mm -hmm. through, Titi, the businesswoman, two, two things people said you might never do and two things you've absolutely done. Girl, where should I start? <laughs> Wherever right. you like. Two things I'd never do. You want to start a glossy magazine in this country? Who's going to read it? I mean, there's so many other people who are doing it. Why don't you just like, why do women always want to start something? Like, I mean, there's so many international magazines. Why do you want to start one for this country? Hello. I started one. It was world class. It got lots of awards. And when I took it to New York, they were like, huh? This is from Africa? Yes, it is from Africa. Because you know what, little girl, your mm. dreams are valid. That's one. Love it. Then number two, you're starting a school, like a proper school, like with students, with people coming through. And this Montessori. I love what, what you're saying. Yes. What is Montessori? Like, why, why do you always want to do things that other people are not doing? Why don't you? Because you know what? I'm not a copy and paste machine. I am mm. me. I am Titsi. And so we opened the school four years ago and I was ready to start that school with only my children in that school. And? Well, we had 13 other parents who were like, we're bringing our children to the school. And now we have over 50 children and counting. And now we have a waiting list because you know what? I could do it. It's when people come, they come because they believe the same things you do and they can see that you're doing the right thing and they want to be part of that journey. So your dreams are valid. Mm. Titi, you know, when I started this business, mm -hmm. people laughed at me and they went, um, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. I'm going to bring me and help people be better. Mm -hmm. And you know, we, we have almost turned over a million dollars uh, one year. And obviously, we're not there with COVID at the moment. But you know what? It didn't become about the number we did in revenue. It became about the difference in people's lives we made. And you know what? That's what keeps me going. When I look at how successful we are, that, that sends me off. The, it makes me uncertain. It, but when I remind myself about why I'm doing it, just like you've said, I am me, I'm making a difference, I'm making it through what I am and who I am. It makes an unbelievable impact on our world. And the truth is, there might be a, a couple of billion people on the planet. And the scariest thing that, what makes us scared, I think, is the fact that we think, who am I? Thank you. I mean, someone else can do it. But what's a fact that I have learned of, of life is this. Not everybody has the same dreams. Mm. And not everybody can achieve what you dream of achieving at the level you would dream of achieving it. Mm. 
So, for example, when the Wright brothers wanted to create a machine that could fly, mm. there, there are plenty of people who are, who are dreaming the same dream. And, and I always say this, um, when you are given purpose or given a dream, don't think that you're going to be the only one given that dream if you keep on not actioning it. Oh, I because like that. What needs to be brought to the world has to be brought to the world. So it's either you're going to bring it or someone else is going to bring it. And be rest assured that someone else bringing it is going to bring it with their own take of it. It's not going to be like what you were wanting to do. You are unique. You have your own, you have your own set of fingerprints. That's why your fingerprints are the only thing that can identify you in this world and they're unique to you. So everything you do is unique to you. You have a certain shit spot, especially mm. a certain magic you bring to the conversation. Don't feel intimidated because it's different from everybody else. If everybody was the same, we'd never achieve all the great feats that human beings have achieved. Right. Every single one of us is different. Every single one of us brings something different to the table. And as women and as humans, we shouldn't feel intimidated by another person who has the same idea or wants to do the same thing. Instead, we should embrace it because when there's more of us mm -hmm. doing it, we can serve more people. We can go further together. And not everyone is your competition. They're bringing something that may be similar to yours, but they bring it with, a, with the message that's unique to them. Go in there with your, your message, your uniqueness. I mean, you coach people, but there's mm -hmm. lots of coaches all over the world. Like Shit, yes. there's so many coaches all over the world, but there's something special that Christina brings to the conversation. Mm -hmm. Something special that somebody out there needs to hear from her. That's going to change a series of events that is probably going to bring something magnanimous to oh, planet earth thank you and that's why we are better together as people we are we definitely are and you know what what i've learned probably really kicked in for me the last year which links to this is don't be scared of people who are doing something slightly similar to you mm -hmm. it doesn't mm -hmm. matter there's enough in this world to make us all make a difference it's every voice that ricochets in the world that creates the music you know mm -hmm. i i'm i'm a i sing i'm sure you sing titi i'm a bad singer girl but yeah <laughs> okay doesn't matter it doesn't matter so we we sing from our heart right the voices that come together create depth mm -hmm. okay and that's mm -hmm. what i believe i believe that we can all be part of this world i love um Simon, Simon Sinek's work about the finite and the infinite game. And mm -hmm. actually, we've got to be playing the infinite game. It's not about competing with our people that are next to us. It's about being better than what we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, because if I compare myself to somebody else, I'm going to go, oh, my God, look at them. They're so amazing. Bullshit. They've got their own rubbish that I can't see. And you know what? It's this Instagram, Facebook, social media generation where – these are brilliant platforms for us to showcase each other. It's a brilliant platform for us to share what, what we're doing. But also, it's also emerged that they become platforms where we self-torture ourselves because we are seeing a moment in time that was captured that is, can be and may be inconsequential. 
Um, I always say this over about taking pictures. So I, I, I get a lot of photo shoots done because of the nature of some of the work I do. But I'm, I'm not a person who takes pictures all the time. So I'm not a selfie person. I'm not a person who takes pictures all the time. I'm very self-conscious. Mm-hmm. And people say, but how can you be so self-conscious? And why do you say you're an introvert when you seem like an extrovert? I'm like, it's those moments in time you see me glammed up, ready to face the world. But you haven't seen me on a daily grind where I'm just wearing my tracksuit, sitting on my bed, on my laptop, trying to get through podcasts, trying to get through reading material, trying to do admin. And Mm. yes, you don't see those moments. People don't post those moments on Instagram or Facebook. People post on Facebook and Instagram the moments where they're happy and they're holding wine and they're celebrating something and they're looking cute and they know the angles. You you know your angles. And, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. you like something and you are something you're probably not in real life. And well, it's probably two minutes before they took off that wig. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'll share something mm-hmm. with you. And this mm-hmm. is so interesting. I launched this podcast series and to everybody out there, kudos to you for listening because we don't talk about everything that's pleasant, right? Mm -hmm. And it was to really tell stories that no one wants to talk about, but that's important. Mm -hmm. And for us to sit in that discomfort and learn to be with others. And I started pushing it out on social media and just telling real stories about my life, my vision, my view, where I'm at. And I had a few friends going, are you okay? And I was like, what do you mean? Uh, because you're talking about this stuff that makes you... I said, have you read the whole thing? I'm cool, man. I'm just talking about the stuff that makes others uncomfortable because it's time to stand in the arena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's time to start showing the reality of what we have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could post my fourth wedding picture there. <laughs> which is beautiful by the way my husband said to me I'm not allowed to get married in a red dress I went man I'm from Africa we can you know it's white like it's my first wedding don't do that to me um I wasn't even allowed red shoes titsy because he was just like no you got to look like a full bride so I got red flowers right Mm -hmm. but I could post that and in that picture you can see how much I love him what Mm -hmm. you don't see are the painful footprints in my journey that took me to that moment. And then what you don't see after that moment is the painful growth moments that we had to have together where I was fighting the real demons of my Mm -hmm. past who were trying to make themselves my present. Mm, 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 mm. That's powerful. Isn't that powerful? So I, and, and so like the, I put out a podcast this and I'll I'll share that it was a podcast on, um, Oh my goodness. It was on uh, being groomed for pedophilia, how pedophiles groom us and how we could get molested. And mm-hmm. since I put that one out, she said, do you know how many people have come back to me and said, I'm a number one of the three girls? Um, and it's giving us a voice. So I believe to your very point, we've got to live our purpose, stand mm-hmm. and be seen, even though it's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm an introvert too, by the way. And funny enough, it's the the introverted extroverts that are the most interesting way when we are put in front of people we are the friendliest people in the room and we talk to everybody and we make everyone feel welcome however when we are given our own space and given a choice we would rather sit and watch a movie at home with our loved ones 
then throw a party. Oh, yes, any day, please. Please, Mm -hmm. please, please. And I'd rather whip out my tapestry and do a bit of that or do some writing or Mm -hmm. um, cook some food or just I just watch the latest series of something stupid on Netflix where I don't have to think for a few hours. Yes. And I think that's the thing. One of the greatest things that we are lacking in life is acceptance. Mm. We're always on show. We are on show for our families. We are on show for the, 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 our, our people that we work with outside our spaces, people that uh, we interact with every day. And COVID has been an interesting one because it's taken off part of the show, which is an eternal smile we plaster on our face. Now you can't really smile at people and they won't see it. But it's because you cannot smile and hide behind a smile, you are forced to communicate more authentically so that the person you're talking to understands what you have to say and um, can read your emotion without your whole face showing it. And that's not that's not an easy thing to do because all of a sudden you have to communicate all of a sudden you really really have to dig deep and ask yourself what is it that you want to say Mm. and how do you want to say it and yes we are all valid in our spaces it's okay to choose ourselves it's okay to do things that feel right for us and it's okay to say to the world you know what? I'm done with planet Earth today. Let's do this again tomorrow. Thank you. So it's okay to take care of me. It's okay to take care of you. Titi, yes, you were going to say something as you breathe so deeply, my darling. <laughs> I was going to say that to everybody listening today, mm. take a moment for yourself every day, just a mm. moment. And remember the little girl that that was. Remember that little girl that was because it's that little girl that's going to get you through the hardest of moments and is going to laugh with you through the happiest of moments. And mm-hmm. simply because the little city that lives inside me never left. Mm-hmm. It's just that she had to go and hide because the world told her otherwise. I love that. Mm-hmm. Now, two things you leave our audience besides that profound one. I would, I, that, that was beautiful. If they could live their world, just summarize two thoughts to, to be their best, to learn from your story, what would that be, Titi? If they could learn from my story, mm. our greatest pains are also our greatest moments of triumph. Mm. Because when you're in pain, you're going through something that is very personal. That is, that, that is an experience that was meant for you to go through it. Don't let it break you because it's easy to get broken if you think in a way where you think everything is there to hurt you. Some of these experiences are there to show you how strong you actually are. And when you come through from this pain, not only are you stronger, not only are you better inside, 
but you're also an example that somebody who's going to go through the same thing is going to look at and say, you know what, I can make it and I will make it. Mm -hmm. And look at her, she's gone through it and she wears her scars so beautifully. Mm -hmm. And it's not saying that pain is always the way, but they sometimes you put through pains that and most times they're pains you've never asked for I don't think um like yourself you went through domestic violence you didn't ask for it I went through stillbirth I didn't ask for it but these are journeys we go through in life they are stumbling blocks stumble fall but get up get up get up rise 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 from that moment, rise stronger, rise wiser, and know that tomorrow is another day. And that's what I always say when, when my day go, goes pear-shaped at any point in time, I'm like, well, you know what? Tomorrow is another day. We're going to mm-hmm. wake up and do this all over again. Exactly. Do you know what I've done one day? Mm-hmm. I started my day and it, was just, it just ended up being a really crappy day. And I've got this purple carpet my office has got purple everywhere. If you can see, but it's pop, pops of color. So I went and lay on this carpet and I went, right, I'm getting up again because I choose today to be the best it can be. But I love that. There's always a tomorrow. Mm-hmm. There's mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. another tomorrow. Titi, mm-hmm. you're an inspiration. I just love talking with you. Um, you know, you're so gracious and with with the power that you bring to your life I can feel the grace and love you carry thank you thank Mm. you so much and I want to leave this out there for everybody as you stand in your strength remember to allow people next to you Mm -hmm. because I'm a toughie I don't always like that um allow them to stand next to you Mm mm-hmm I think is the one thing I'd like to share. And the second thing is wrap yourself in love and grace. Mm -hmm. Wrap yourself in love and grace. Mm. Yes. Wrap yourself in love and grace and grace, believing that there's always, you know, a tomorrow and, and, and it's, it's, it's grace to me is just this peaceful place and love starts with me. I got to love me first, man i got to love me for all my beautiful craziness, for all my challenges, for my scars, for my hurts. I just need to nurture and love me first and because then I can you. give. i got to choose me. Choose me. Choose it starts you. with you. It ends with you. you. Yes, choose you. Titi, you're an amazing woman of um, courage. And you've inspired me. I love talking with you. It's been our second conversation. We had one last week and it was like, man, I really love that. Um, so I'm hoping we can continue talking. Um, and we did joke last time. We want to, I joke, but I don't know if it's a joke. We want to start a bit of a podcast piece. Um, I would love that uh, and, and speak hope into women's lives and maybe use your, use your baby girl's metaphor as our opportunity to birth life. Definitely, I would love that. Um, so watch out for Titi and Christina as we take the world on by storm. Uh, and we want to inspire you out there. We hope you've had a good chat with us. If you want to reach out to us, 
Um, and actually, if you have a, a family business in Africa and you want to reach out to Titi because um, she obviously takes, she supports, she has tools for family business owners to be better together, to lead, to be multi-generational, to be more successful together. I'm going to get her details and I'm going to whack it in um, the LinkedIn area and the Facebook area and I'm hoping you'll reach out to her. Um, if you would like support or to speak with us or to connect with us, please do so. We would love that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've just had a good time. Have you had a good time, Titi? I've had an excellent time. Thank you so much. No, it's my great pleasure. So everybody out there, watch the space because these two women are going to come back and really teach the world some stuff. Um, but we're just grateful that you've let us sit in your living room or be in your ears as you've taken a long walk today and you come home to spend some time with you. Do you want to say goodbye to our audience, Titi? Goodbye, everybody, and be blessed. Goodbye, everybody. It's been great to hang out with you on Human Stories. Tune in for our next episode soon. All right, then. Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for Ignite Purpose with Christina and Human Stories Season 3. If you'd like to get in touch with us, please look us up on our website, www.ignitepurpose.com.au. If you want to reach out to Christina, please have a look on LinkedIn under Christina Foxwell, Facebook, Christina Talyard Foxwell. Um, and if you'd like to send us an email, please do so on christina at ignitepurpose.com.au. Thank you so much for listening. Please press subscribe and we're looking forward to sharing our next episode of Hope and Courage in Human Stories with you.